Hello and welcome to the 361 Degrees Podcast Season 2, Episode 5. We're halfway through Season 2. How exciting. And uh, my name is Ben Smith. I'm from wirelessworker.net. I'm Ray Blanford from the All About Sites. Oh, interesting. And I'm, I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. All About Sites, eh? Yeah. Oof. The All About fun. Media Group. I got some very warm cover in response to my all about com suggestion earlier in the season. So uh, I think we should set that up. That's, uh, it's, it's brewing. It's brewing. I might defensively register the name just in case. <laughs> this week we are talking about mobile phone insurance. Uh, you and fill us in on what that means. Uh, well, basically, your smartphone tends to be uh, a very very big purchase for most people uh, or as a big commitment I think I should say especially if it's a 24 month contract or an 18 month contract so it is a valuable device and most people well I don't actually have the stats to back this up but I think a lot of people use insurance of some sort um, I went through a period of saying ridiculous I don't use insurance I'll just buy it if it, if it breaks um, but I've also uh, had some fantastic experience with insurance. Uh, currently, I am using insurance mostly on most of my accounts. Uh, I mean, it's very important, right? Because if you're your gorgeous five or six or sometimes eight hundred pound smartphone uh, uh, breaks or is lost or is stolen, you, it, it's a nightmare, especially for anyone that's describes themselves as a pro user. So, what do you do about it? Uh, and there's lots of different strategies. So, I think today we're going to dis- discuss it or each of our strategies for. Uh, managing the loss or um, the theft of a device. Okay, so, uh, well, Ewan, you, why don't you kick off then? Because it, it's just happened to you in this last week, hasn't it? So it's sort of yes. fresh in your memory. Well, I mean, I was expecting. Uh, in this case, the operator was Vodafone. Uh, that's why, just why I'm mentioning them, but all, you know, other operators are available. Um, I uh, Twice now, we have claimed on the insurance for my wife's iPhone. First time the screen cracked. Um, I just took it into Vodafone and I, I, I didn't know we had insurance. Okay, I, I thought I was being the, no, no insurance. I don't want to pay the extra tenner. I think it's uh, um, either nine quid or 12 quid a month you pay for Vodafone uh, for an iPhone. I said, ridiculous. I, I don't want that. We'll buy it. We'll just buy it. Uh, so when I went into the Vodafone store to say, look, how much is it? To just, I want you guys to handle the screen. Just replace it. They, uh, they said, oh, you've got insurance, sir. And basically what they'd done is they'd added on free insurance for the first three months. And I just, I remember going, oh yeah, whatever, whatever, fine. But I forgot to take it off. And I wonder how many people do that. I wonder how many people say, oh yeah, and then don't bother. You know, I just, so anyway, we did have insurance for this one. Fantastic. So they sent us um, uh, a, a, a refurbished iPhone 4. Uh, great. That's precisely what we wanted. Um, all was good. And then my wife lost her phone uh, last week. And I just I thought, oh, geez, uh, what's going to happen now? Because uh, we've already claimed, right? So I phoned up Vodafone and told them the story, and they went, yep, no problem. The guy just said, hold on a minute. Uh, yep, we've got one in stock. Stand by. Again, you refurbished. See, refurbished, I should point out, but perfectly fine. You see, I, I think probably prior to you ringing, he had been sitting surrounded by buckets of money from stupid people who'd forgotten to, co- to cancel the free insurance that they forced on them. And he, you know, he was briefly interrupted drinking champagne and pushing caviar into his ears, you know, just to, uh, to briefly go, oh, yeah, whatever, I'll send you a, a refurbished device that I've had off some other consumer, which is, you know, kind of Fair. worth a fraction. And, and then when you got off the phone, he kind of went back to, you know, bathing himself in the finest liqueurs available because, I mean, 10 quid a month. 120 yes. quid a year yes. on insurance. Yep. Okay, so what's the 
what's the sim free purchase price on uh, on an iPhone 4 now and let's let's talk about like a the refurbished price rather than a brand new retail price uh, um, all right any ideas? I, I'd, I'd say 350 350 pounds something like that. Uh, Rafe any 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 advice yes, on uh, I would say it's probably the iPhone 4 it's probably still near the 400 pound mark depending on what capacity we're talking about so, so basically in three and a half years of insurance you would have paid for for a completely brand new iPhone in in insurance and although you've had a rash of two claims in in, a, in short row oh you know looking back over the history of device ownership and things I mean are you really getting value for money out of that? Wouldn't you just be better putting 10 quid a month in a penny jar every month and then when the inevitable happens and something goes wrong, putting your hand in your pocket and actually going out and getting the repair done yourself or the replacement done yourself and you might even get a better deal than 400 quid because you could shop around. You yes. might even upgrade yeah, or something you, at you that make, time. You make a very good point. However, I can't tell you the, the utter delight um you know when i uh i discovered that we could get it back or we could get a refurbished version right which is just as good well uh, I, I would it, be i would be horrified more about i've spent how much you've taken how much of my money for this <laughs> pointless service what listen i think it's actually been really useful because my wife uh has a young one at home and is therefore that you know i i am constantly worrying about where is my phone okay um whereas and my my handsets yeah all of my handsets are not insured her one is uh, and I think that's that's actually worked really nicely because you know her priority has been the baby and not the not the handset, which is why it's been you know damaged or or in this case uh, lost. Uh, so I, it's actually I've not been too worried about it because it it came next day. And, and Rafe, for God's sake, tell me that you aren't filling the coffers of some ludicrous company, you know, with with because well, you you tend to throw phones into streams at a fair, fairly regular rate, don't you? Yeah, I have to admit, I haven't had any phone insurance specifically for a number of years. Way back, I was on Orange Care paying my fiver a month. And sort of at one point, I thought, what's the point? You know, I'm going to have the hassle of this isn't the handset you bought from it because uh, I was out of contract and everything else. Uh, and I sort of take the attitude like you do that uh, if the worst happens, I will replace it, repair it myself, uh, and sort of swallow that cost. And no, wait, wait a minute, Rafe. You don't, with the greatest respect here, you don't have a wife, right, who is sitting... Boom! Ow! <laughs> this has got really personal. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I mean by that, Rafe, is right, I, that's my viewpoint as well, okay? However, when she cracked the screen in her phone, she went, oh... I said, well, you can't go around with that. That's it's unusable. That's ridiculous. She goes, no, that's, yeah, yeah, it's all right. She says, how much will it be for a new new one? I said, well, 500 quid. She said, oh, no, that's too expensive. I said, what, what yeah, do you no, mean it's I, too expensive? I appreciate it. it really depends on uh, the individual concerned, <laughs> and it's really about the experience you get. You know, getting a replacement handset with zero hassle in 24 hours, I recognize as being something that I might be interested in paying for. Twice in two uh, months, I should point out. Yeah, we should probably point out there are other options. I mean, for mm. a lot of people, the mobile phone will be included on household insurance. I think the hassle involved in getting money back from that is significantly more. Yeah. Um, and it's not exactly a question of you get what you pay for, but for insurance, a lot of the time it is. Yeah. And I mean, it comes down to probability, you know, 
uh, how likely you to do something are you willing to take a bet on it so really you need to look yourself in the mirror and say do you feel lucky punk and that should really be the basis of your decision no is the answer okay i was in las vegas uh in a limousine a four by four limousine actually uh Jeez, this, this episode's really gone downhill it's just posting now about all the things you've got a wife a limousine <laughs> no, hold it no I, it was just it was a way it, way to get from a to b it was the limousine was going back and forward it was for yeah. um um, not the equivalent of Mobile World Congress. What's that in the States? CTIA. CTIA, right, yeah. Um, it was a branded limo going back and forth. And then the idiot, well, I left my Nokia communicator, or the equivalent, 90-something, 9500, left it in the sodding uh, limo. And then the guy went, oh, I, I haven't seen any handsets. Yeah, yeah. Pff, I knew you had it. Anyway, I, I phoned Vodafone, told them it had been stolen, um, or lo- lost at that point. And... Um, yeah, they just sent me one next day. I was in Las Vegas, so that wasn't helpful. But when I got home, uh, it was there. And I just loved that experience. It's just been really, really good. Home insurance, oh, God, I've heard some really bad tales about that, You know, where you, it is theoretically covered, but getting the money off them or getting anything back off these guys, no way. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't believe in specific handset insurance. I mean, I think I actually am covered. I've got some, tra- I've got some travel insurance because I do so much travel. I've got some really high-end travel insurance that covers loads of additional kind of accidental lost damage stuff and there might be some mobile on that but it's not the reason i bought it but Mm. i know someone who um they didn't buy it from an operator because 10 quid a month was too expensive yeah so i think they got one of these independent policies i won't name the company i think i know the one you mean yeah i've got it wrong but they advertise on tv and you know they're they're a fairly big name Is, is this a 299 one I think it was a bit more than that, but it was definitely way lower than, you know, the 10 quid a month you're talking about for Vodafone. And they lost their handset, I think it was. And so they rang up and the firm were really slow. You know, they they post you out a load of forms and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. you go through it. And then it wasn't a quite the right amount of information and you mm-hmm. have to prove ownership and all these details. And then I think there was some question about did they need to be some kind of police report and a you know item lost and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so um, they were insured and they did end up getting a phone back, but they, they didn't get their SIM replaced. They just got their phone and it was a refurbished phone. The upshot was that that process took about three or four weeks for them to get the new phone and about five or six weeks to be completely finished because there was some degree where you were liable for the cost until of the new phone until the process was over. And I mean, you know, how, whatever the the detail was in that meantime, they had to go out and buy a new phone because they do, you know, just even for social use, you don't want to be without your mobile no. for four weeks. Um, that's just untenable. And so it ended up costing them the insurance uh, excess, which was I think was about fifty quid or a hundred quid or whatever, which is you know a, a reasonable proportion of a prepay phone. Um, a whole bunch of hassle, you know, a, a you know lots of emailing and and faxing forms backwards and forwards, and then I, what it, whatever it was, I don't know what they chose to spend, but let's say thirty or forty quid on a you know low end prepay phone mm. um, from the network that they were already on, so they could switch the sims over, yeah. and you know it's not anywhere close to the kind of I've broken my phone. Well, certainly, sir, there's a man with a parachute and a bike, you know, winging his way to you right this moment, uh, experience that you describe. And I don't, I think the problem is that you pay a real top end price and you probably get quite a good service, but I don't think Mm. people see the value. Because if I've got 150 quid pay as you go phone, why should I pay 120 quid a year? On the off chance, oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at Vodafone's, uh, and I'm, I'm, I apologise for just looking at Vodafone. That's just the ones I've got experience with. They, um, they, 
their handsets are covered they are insured in bands so band one band two three and four band one is 499 band two is 699 this is per month band three is 999 then band four is 1299 that's 13 quid a month well that some that, that's almost the cost of a you know a basic price plan well, this is it, because the ludicrous thing is that many of the people, many normal people, and I suspect some of the people listening, will spend hours when they when they upgrade going through the tariffs, working out the value for yep. the minutes and the data and the text that they get, and trying to do and really thinking carefully about how to you know get the best value per month. And then, then you know, we're suggesting or you're suggesting that they then sort of double that yep. just on a whim, on the off chance that they lose it and that the experience will be good. Well, because- but it's a brilliant sale, though, right? You must have been at the you know the contract stage. Right when the, the the salesman says, "Now hold on a minute, this is a 24 month contract." Previously, he's been going, "Oh, it's only 24 months." Yeah. yeah. At this point, when he's trying to sell you the insurance, it's 24 months. You go, "Yeah." And he says, "And the handset, these are these are mugging target you because you've already bought it or you've already done the you know, uh, and you know it's, it's, it's 600 pounds it costs. You know, can you afford 600 pounds? And by the way, I'll give you the insurance free for three months, so you'll hopefully forget about it." There's two camps, isn't there, Rafe? You know, it's sort of there's the Ewans of the world with more money than sense, and then there's the rest of us who either go out looking for a, a deal and are going to be disappointed because everything except what happens is insured, or just take the risk. Yes, uh, and I think that broad category uh, sort of is going to stay the same way. I would sort of say that in my strategy for dealing with this, I've actually have thought about it, but not from a direct insurance point of view. Um, it's sometimes a decision over which handset is more robust. You know, is it a better build quality likely to last longer? And I do wonder whether that should maybe enter into people's purchase decisions. Um, you know, it's not the most sexy characteristic of a phone to talk about, but I mean, the iPhone is a bit notorious for ending up with crack screens when you drop it. There are other devices out there that seem to have uh, better survivability ratings. And indeed, there's a whole market of ip7 and ip6 devices that are rugged and able to survive various things and in some markets japan notably having a waterproof phone is not quite universal but about 50 percent of the smartphones there i understand are actually waterproof and you can look at the the software dimension of that as well for lost phones you know the ability to track a phone Mm. to increase the chance you'll get it back if you do lose it you know there's various things now built into iphone windows phone and there's software tools available to you know, track and protect. And oh, I've got to say, like I, I, I used my, uh, I lost this BlackBerry I was testing. I was given it, I arrived on uh, the morning on Monday, and then by 11 a.m. I'd lost it. Um, but I had put, uh, on a whim, SmartGuard, S-M-R-T-G-U-A-R-D, on the device. I was able to find it. It was genius. I made it ring really loudly. Uh, I located it uh, at uh, Waterloo Station, Absolutely fantastic. And then my last experience with my wife's phone here, it was it was I think as close to as exciting and f- unsatisfying as it as you can, you know, uh, as it can be when losing a phone. It's basically said, oh, I've lost it. I said, Are you sure? Let's find it. We it, uh, obviously it was out of battery, so we we couldn't locate it. But for some reason, it did appear to come on um, the network. I, I couldn't locate it. It didn't seem, to, but I was able to send a kill command to it. Thank you very much. Killed that wherever the hell it was. I couldn't see it on the map, but um, you know that was beautiful. So the, the the Apple service was great, but if you if you're not using Apple, there's there's brilliant brilliant other services you can use. But isn't that an argument not to bother with expensive high end insurance then? Because 
a it's well it's much easier to try and find things that are lost now so you're probably only dealing with you're more you're increasingly dealing with theft rather than genuine loss because people will know when they pick up a smartphone that it can be tracked and that you know imei numbers get blocked do you stand by this assertion though that this is good value for money because i the other thing that struck me about what you were saying is you said you've got individual policies for all of your devices and i would and i suspect you've probably got some you know apple care on your laptops and this kind of stuff and i'm just looking around my office now where i'm sitting and i reckon i've got i've got four laptops and about three or four smartphones in front of me now that's unusual because they're all mine but if i was if we were a family of five i reckon you know, if I think about some friends who've got three or four kids, you know, teenage yeah. kids, that's about the amount of hardware they've got in their family distributed amongst everyone else. Um, but they're going to have to pay, you know, per device individually for all of these devices. <laughs> so if, yeah, not- if you have an iPhone, your family of four with an iPhone each, that from Vodafone, it's a top, top end iPhone, that, that will be 13 quid a month each. Yeah, and, and we're talking and- 1200 quid a year just for your phones and but if you can afford to give every one of your laptops well if you can give if you can give every one of your family uh an iphone you can probably afford to pay the insurance well it, yeah. it's not a case of whether you can afford it or not it's a case of whether it's good value because you know i i can afford well, it's good value because like if i lose it or when i lose it or when i break it this is it's an if or when right yeah. Um, you, you get it sent next day, well, you get a refurbished one, and it is high-quality refurbished, you know, the really but, good quality refurbished. But, not, but the, not the, the, the assertion there, though, is that that is, the, that is good value because you you believe that that value, you know, that, that £13 a month or whatever is worth paying for that service to come in. But if I was looking at needing to protect all of those, all of the devices in a household, I'd be saying, well, hang on a minute, Mm. I'm protecting all of these devices. In every other case, you know, I've got a couple of cars on a on one policy that gives us recognition that I can't be driving more than one car at once, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Where's the savings? Where's the where's the coordination? Yeah. And also, um, where's the where's the flexibility in terms of um, you know switching them around and that kind of stuff? Because I, at the moment, I just don't think these these things are value for money. And I'm kind of frustrated that this is a this is an area that network operators particularly haven't innovated in. Because they keep telling us that consumers yeah. um, are spending less per head on on services, and that's a real problem for them. This fabled ARPU number, is average revenue per user, yeah. is dropping. Even though we spend more money with them by buying high-end devices, the actual revenue per user is, is dropping, and that causes them all kinds of problems. And then you give them the opportunity to say, well, actually, you guys would be excellent you know, people to insure and add, you know, services and maybe fix when it breaks or, you know, like Apple does perhaps even train you how to use the device if you're a bit, you know, confused by the advanced features. And they singularly fail to do anything in this space at all except, you know, rip off consumers with charges that are well over, um, you know, what's what's reasonable, well over what people are already paying for the cost of the device. And it does strike me that perhaps... You need to think uh, in wider terms as well. You know, it's almost like you have insurance for your personal devices in the same way that a lot of people will have uh, insurance for their driving a car. And it doesn't actually matter which car it is. Because uh, I think about the sort of devices I regularly carry around with me that have the potential to be uh, lost, stolen, or broken. And there can be a camera involved, maybe an ebook reader like a Kindle, a smartphone, a laptop. And I probably would be interested if someone 
was able to provide reasonable value insurance that covered all of that. And then I didn't have to have the hassle of worrying about, I've got a new handset, I need to add that to the policy, uh, you know, given that it was maybe within a certain price range or something like that. Hold on a minute, Reeve, because, yeah, this this is the problem, right, in that these other services out there, this is because there are services that will do this, but I don't know how good they are. Um, you know, as in uh, 20 quid a month, all your devices, you know, all your, your camera and all that, it's all covered. So you've got peace of mind until such time as you come and claim for it. And they say, oh, have you got this report? Have you got this? Have you got that? Can you go Can you go around the houses to try and find the, the piece so of that, paper you need to send to us? Yeah, because they don't want to pay. And insurance companies are, you know, that's how they make the money is by not paying you. Whereas so this the, is... the, the handset, the operator insurance, they've got to keep you happy. Well, this is an interesting point. I mean, what you're describing there is not a a failure of insurance. It's a failure of the experience. And one of the reasons I think you're so happy with Vodafone is that they're providing you with a good experience. And I would probably argue they're doing that because it's in their interest to do so. Now, while I do expect them to be making money out of insurance, Mm. I would imagine they have two aims with their insurance services. It's one, keeping customers happy, and a happy customer equals a customer who will be worth more money to them uh, through revenue or whatever it happens to be, or not switching to someone else, which, of course, is the worst thing you can do to an operator churn. Mm. Um, So perhaps, you know, operators are actually in quite a good position to provide a an added premium service and we've talked in the past about you know can you make operator plus or a premium gold level service mm. and maybe that's you know uh, uh, where they could look after all your personal devices for you yeah um so i i think you we have to be careful not to just sort of throw insurance out in general it's really about the experience you get with it and it's probably fair to say that when you're paying for sort of instant replacement as you are with an operator, that's reflected in the the increased cost. And it then becomes about what is uh, that worth to you? So for some people, they won't mind going through the paperwork involved in claiming direct from under well, household no, insurance yeah, but or something like that. The presumption here is they'll actually give you the, give you the, the money or give you the device. Well, there, there is a... Pres- the paperwork, a lot of these there, insurance there companies is a, won't. There, there is a presumption there, and yes, I'm assuming that there will be some kind of return, But uh, and maybe there's a scope for having some kind of reviewing system, how likely this is to get my replaced. But I'm, for the time being, I'm insur- assuming that insurance will work. It may just require extra effort on your part, and all I'm saying is part of that value equation will be the effort involved in you uh, actually taking advantage of what you've already paid for. So just to jump in, Rafe, um the, I'd recommend at this stage for people in the UK, certainly there's a, a company called DeFacto, D-E-F-A-Q-T-O, who do rating systems on insurance policies. That I really, their, their website is is horrible, but they do give a fairly consistent set of star ratings to a whole bunch of different types of, uh, of insurance policies based on you know levels of cover and, and service and all those kinds of things. So whilst they are a commercial organisation, as I understand it, they they do seem to to give some good reviews, uh, which could be useful information. But by the same token, when it's all wrapped up with operator service, it's not an individual insurance policy. So I don't think that kind of thing would be covered. So there is a, a real gap there. And and the other thing that that strikes me is that back in the bad old days, the Orange, the UK, the operator in the UK at least. Um, offered care as part of most of its monthly subscriptions. And that was kind of a an extended warranty slash insurance slash customer service mm. thing because they used to 
have their own courier network and send phones out to you much more quickly. And that's the only time I thought it was good value, partly because it was only a fiver a month for a much broader range of support, including extended warranty. And that meant I got devices that failed, you know, sort of nine, 10, 11 months into a contract replaced in a way that, you know, wouldn't normally under warranty. Um, but also then it did include insurance for loss and things, but they've stopped doing that as a, as a sort of an inclusive service now. And I think where Orange do offer an equivalent, it, it's individually chargeable, um, as, as Ewan's been describing. And it kind, of surprised, uh, it kind of surprised me that that's not a built-in feature anymore. Well, if you thought that uh, the Vodafone stuff I'm, I'm describing there was quite expensive, I'm just looking at O2, and that's 15 quid a month for iPhone. Um, uh, the excess for the first claim uh, for an iPhone 4, 32 gigabytes, right? So the excess you have to pay is 100 quid. And then the well, second claim is 125 quid, and the third claim is 150 quid. So the yeah. excess is quite, whereas Vodafone, it's 12.99 a month, and the excess is uh, always um, 50 quid. And, and bear in mind that because people are buying these phones on contracts, the fact it's a 600 quid device isn't ever exposed to them. They're the most they will have probably paid is, let's say, 100 or 150 yeah, quid for the device. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Or, yeah. or even free, maybe. Mm. And so you're in this ludicrous position that I might have got a 24-month iPhone 4 contract you know, towards the end of the iPhone 4's life um, and so got the device really cheap or free, depending on what I'm paying a month, and then have to shell out more for the insurance replacement excess than the device cost me originally. Yeah. Now, I mean, I know the, I know why those numbers break down, but it doesn't necessarily follow that because I have an iPhone, I can afford to pay out, you know, hundreds of quid at a time uh, in in excess. Yeah. So yeah, we should we should probably recognize that in this insurance there's a lot of psychology involved in it as well when you're sitting down getting a handset for free the idea of paying 15 pounds a month insurance seems a bit wild but of course the first time you drop it break it lose it uh suddenly insurance doesn't seem like such a bad idea so it'd be interesting to see if there's any numbers on that you know do people get insurance when they've uh, had their first breakage or something like that mm. yeah um, and, and i think actually the this also shows that to, to my mind, that the operators aren't being playing with a straight bat on this, and that insurance is a way for them to gouge consumers because none of the operators make repair costs for handsets easily accessible. Repair of these things, especially physical damage, is, is perfectly doable. And I suspect there's a lot of you know kind of expert or, or kind of prosumer users listening to us, sort of screaming, "No, bring it to an independent repair place," you know, and they'll they'll well, do I it for them, you for yeah. twenty quid. You know? I had my iPhone screen repaired for seventy nine quid. That was pretty good. Exactly. So why would you then pay you know uh, what is it a quarter of that a month or you know twenty percent of that a month to to cover you know that damages like that? Well, because that was the screen, right? In fact, I need to replace the whole sorting device yesterday. Oh, sorry, last month. Last week, sorry. Forget okay. what day it is. So uh, let's recap then. Um, Rafe, would you ever buy a dedicated insurance and... From what the would, operator? From Well, no, from, from, from anyone, I think. And if so, what would you want from it? Uh, yes, I would think about it. But the current equation for me means that, no, I'm not going to. And honestly, I can't see that changing anytime soon. If I did, um, I would be looking for uh, something that provided pretty much instant replacement within 48 hours because otherwise I need another device um, anyway. 
and then I'd be looking for something that um, had the sort of flexibility to allow for the fact that I do change devices on a fairly frequent basis and I don't really want the hassle of having to register a different one every time that happens. Ewan? Uh, listen, I, 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 I'm, I, I wasn't sold on insurance for a long time. I was just, no, no, I'll just buy it. But just my recent experience with my, my wife has been, yeah, it's been fantastic. I've been delighted with it. And, and, and what about the insurance? Boom! Uh. <laughs> oh, I walked into that, didn't I? Oh dear, yeah. thank you. Uh, right, and it's it's genius. It has been a phenomenal service, and I am really considering what handsets I need to extend this insurance to. Well, I, remind me to email you across the uh, my old rope insurance policy, where whereby all of your old rope is protected, subject to an excess of a uh, hundred pounds. I'd, I'd be very interested in that. Yeah, I, I suspect you would. Uh, like I say, I've, I've 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 also got some slices of moon cheese available as well, which really? I really yeah. send out. Yeah, and I if mean, there are any insurance brokers out there who would like your details, please get in touch, and we'll uh, pass them on for well, you. Listen, I'm only buying through the operator, right? Because they know they got to keep me happy. And I think that's the thing for me is right now I just don't see the value. I mean, I, I can see all of your points, Ewan, in terms of convenience. You know, I, I, if I believed that I would get that convenience at, at a good value, um, then I would pay for it. I mean, I might even What's pay... What's good value for you then? What, five quid a month? No, I, it's not about price. I mean, I think that it's overpriced for most people, but as a, as a sort of a power-demanding user... Actually, ten or a month isn't an issue for me, but it's the fact that I resent paying that for for rubbish service. If I'm paying that kind of amount, I I want instant replacement. Yeah. I want a new device or a device that I can't distinguish from new. Right. I that's, want that's, to be that's a, what I'm getting at the minute, Karen. I, I want um I want you to courier to me anywhere I am in the world, but I don't mind paying a little bit if I'm overseas. I want to be able bit. to go into your store. And pick it up yeah, wherever okay. I am, so yeah. that you know when I lose my device. Well, I refurbished one, remember? Well, but uh, as that, as new, right? Well, that's that's the point. Right, yeah, that's, that's that's the point. Is I, I actually don't care about the mechanics. So if you can't keep a stock of devices in the right place, um, then no. maybe I can get a new one. <laughs> okay, but right. the other thing is, you know, I, I just want flexibility such that actually, if I'm paying a lot for a service, it's kind of an all wrap service. It's not just a a one shot. You know, fifty. You send us fifty quid. We'll post you a new device when it suits us. Me ending up with a replacement device eventually, sound. You know, to most people, sounds. Oh yeah, that would be good enough. But actually, when you're there without a phone and you you have to spend you know hours on the hours on the phone and fill in loads of forms and you have then have to get the device delivered to your home address, but you'd be out at work so it won't get delivered and all this kind of stuff. You know, that's not good customer service and not for what sounds like to me like a premium price. It'd be great to hear from people uh, and see what their experiences have been. Yes, uh, absolutely, because this is Rafe's point about reviews and commentary is entirely true. We generally we try and steer away from just working entirely on anecdotal evidence when we're talking about subjects, because you know the, end of the one person's experience is rarely going to represent the whole market in a single go. But it's it's impossible to here because I did a bit of a search a while back when I was writing an article about insurance, and the only thing you find online is people complaining about the independent insurance providers because that's where you go to complain when you've had a bad experience but you've no idea how many happy customers they were or whether or not people signed up for the right insurance so um, yeah if you're listening to this and you've had good bad or indifferent experience with insurance or if you want to let us know how you decide what to purchase and when uh, please drop us a comment we'd be really interested to hear well thanks for your time chaps always a pleasure love you
Well, that's, Thank you. that's nice. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. McLeod will be delighted. And we will be back next week with episode six. As yet, we haven't decided what we'll be talking about, so hold your breath. 